and uh, welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Who. Uh, I'm here with uh, writer John Ryan and owner, CEO, uh, sometimes cameraman, occasional <laughs> pickup goalkeeper, Gary Green. Bartender. Bartender, <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, we, we got another, uh, no, what is that, the season ticket holder meet and greet uh, next week? Yes, are I will you, not. I will not be there. Uh, unfortunately, I'm here this week, but not next week. Okay, are you going to be too busy skiing? And uh, <laughs> I got two is, little ones now. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. You just had another I, daughter this past four, fall. I have four kids, and I have two. I have an 18 year old, a 22 year old, a two year old, and a three month old. And two minor league baseball teams. And three. Three, three minor league, three minor league, league baseball, baseball teams. teams. And a professional soccer team that's trying to push through legislation to get a, a stadium built in Omaha. Yes. Do you have time? Yes. <laughs> I have plenty of time for this podcast. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I do, I do. So and it's great to be here with you guys. It, I mean, we, we try and have you on at least once a year, uh, you know, the kind of state of union. I, uh, I, I feel like I have more content than that if you want to put me on a second time. Well, I mean, I, I suppose we could probably make that. <laughs> this is, we found out last year, especially with that Open Cup run and hoping with a, with a repeat there that we've got a lot more season than we used to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, and and I'm, I'm more the uh, better for the business side and probably not yep. so much in the soccer Soccer technical side. Yeah, but to the same extent, you're a fan. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, it, as much as you own it, but you, you're you a fan as much as we are. Mm -hmm. uh, I, we can see from the day one, you know, meeting you of, okay, this is very business, to the days you started watching the games, and are like, okay. Uh, I mean, when we joke about you being a cameraman the very first game at uh, Gillette, <laughs> and you pulled out... The ESPN Plus yes. feed went out. You pulled out your phone. Uh, your assistant was was videoing that for two packed bars of people that threw Instagram Live up on big screen TVs. That was awesome. Like that that that's stuff of club legend. <laughs> that was for more than a half too, wasn't it? Yeah, because ESPN Plus did not come back up, and that was no first first game in club history. Yep, yep. And I remember I had to. There was no. There was six of us at Gillette Stadium, and there was no catering, so I had to order a pizza through Uber Eats. <laughs> and the guy came, the delivery guy came, they let him into the stadium, they let him up, and we had pizza. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, it, 2020 was a weird year yeah. for, for watching a professional team. team. Yeah. I think post-COVID, though, they didn't open concessions for baby revs, so that might not have been, <laughs> been COVID. Well... Uh, I mean, there there definitely were some changes, uh, you know, now that they're in a different league that I, I don't know how that functions. It's just a, a money laundering scheme. What, the uh, MLS next? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't so, know, yeah, don't know much about it. You guys can probably tell me more about it. Uh, they used, um, I believe they used AI to try and film some of their games, and it did not go well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they they don't have a broadcast deal. They they were doing it all YouTube or MLS dot com or something there, okay. and uh, so it's not part of the Apple TV deal. Uh, I don't believe so. I believe one time the camera thought the referee's head because he was bald was the ball. <laughs> okay, and that's why <laughs> that's an honest mistake. <laughs> uh, but let's uh. The, the biggest question we threw, threw out to Twitter, um, and Jared, I don't know, since we're using my phone for this, if you can pull up Twitter for questions, but the biggest questions, and it's business-related at this point, 
and I think every time you've been on the pod, every time I've seen you, mm-hmm. it's been the obligatory. So when are we getting a stadium? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but somebody did ask what my favorite five restaurants were. Well, we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Because, <laughs> I mean, that, that falls more in line with the, the G League and professional <laughs> volleyball question. Like, we're, we're, we're getting yeah. there, but you're, you're not dancing around this. <laughs> no, absolutely. I don't want to dance around it. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, it's all I, you know, if you ask my wife, I stand, stay up at the ceiling, look up at the ceiling all night and think about this and dream about this and, um, and actually... Um, you know, it's it's all I think about. So, um, we're shooting for twenty five. Yep. Um, you know, you don't shoot for twenty six because then it ends up being twenty seven. So yep. we're shooting yeah. for twenty five. Um, probably ends up being twenty six. As you saw from the front page of the newspaper this week, we're making progress. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not getting a lot of no's. You know, ten years ago, you tell people, you tell the mayor, you know, we want a professional soccer stadium. You get thrown out of the office. Yeah. You know, I walked into the mayor's office and I said, look, you can't be top 50 city in the country. She corrected me. She says, we're 38, or 39, <laughs> I forget. You can't be a top 50 city in the country without a professional, without a professional soccer and a professional soccer stadium. And, um, and 10 years ago, you know, we get laughed out of any, any office. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't gotten any no's. I think that people in Omaha, and not just Omaha, throughout the country, realize that that statement is is accurate. Um, it, it's interesting because I'm from New York. We don't worry about keeping our young people. They, we know we will. They'll stay there. You know, it's um, you know, you live in Denver. You don't worry about keeping your yeah. young people. But um, in the secondary and tertiary cities in this country. Um, they're, they're all like fighting to keep their young people and to keep on hearing about brain drain um, over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm on Twitter and I try to read as much as possible of what people are saying. And that, there's a general sentiment out there that Omaha's not doing enough to keep its young people. And I know I sound like an old person when I say that, because <laughs> I am old. <laughs> but, um, um, and I can't say whether that's that's true or not true. I'm just reading what people are saying. And look, it's an incredibly charitable city. I mean, you look at Omaha, and and one thing you can say all you want, um, if you want to say anything negative about it, you can. But the the I don't think there's a city more charitable than than Omaha in this country. And um, and so um, we know that soccer is going to help keep young people here. Um, I think the people in politics here and the legislators know that too. Um, you know, I think we've made a pretty good case that Morrison is not an option. I think we've made a pretty good case that um, that you know so, downtown is is the main option. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, one of the, there were a lot of questions about the stadium, obviously, and we threw this on on Twitter to ask. Uh, but reading the articles. Uh, uh, reading the comments on the articles, which is uh, always a dangerous thing. I don't do that. I don't. Read yeah, the no. It's a, I, I don't read the comments because the comments are not usually from people who understand. They're, they're the not from people issue. who actually read the article. Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah. one of the biggest things that has been asked, and by diehard fans, uh, casuals, and people who don't follow the team at all, why can't you use? Morrison Stadium. Why can't you use Creighton Stadium? Okay. Well, um, we have a game coming up, right? Mm-hmm. We're opening game March twenty sixth. 
uh, Creighton was our first choice. Couldn't use it, wasn't available. And, and if we tried to schedule three games in Creighton during the year, it wouldn't be available. So, so Creighton's not available for us. Okay, so um, scheduling being the, the primary option? Yes, yes. And you know, there'd have to be a reconfiguration and fixed seating mm -hmm. and things like that. But um, it, it's, not, it's just not available. Yeah. It's just not available. And it's a great field, and they've done a great job with it for Creighton, but it's just not available. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think that's something, you know, especially when people are driving downtown Omaha, you see Creighton Stadium there. And it's a beautiful stadium. Let, don't get me wrong there. Uh, it's hosted big matches and everything. We've had games there that have, you know, drawn very well. Yeah. Um, not one of them's gone very well for us. The other one didn't, but different different story, different... Uh, but it really isn't set up for professional soccer. Uh, looking at what the cost to transition Werner uh, Park to be able to handle professional soccer, because that was around $2 million upgrade in 2018, 2019. Right, two and a half, right. Two and a half, yeah. to get the retractable mound, to cut out the corner um, mm -hmm. of the outfield, so you able to... Yeah, and it, I, don't, I don't think it's a question of, of Creighton, you know, of not being able to be a USL stadium. There mm -hmm. would be upgrades that would need to be made, but it's just not available. Okay. It's just not available to us. But just to take a, a step back, we're, we're coming at it from an angle that this is a Union Omaha stadium. Union Omaha is the vehicle, is the vehicle to get this stadium built. But this is a community stadium with 150 events or more. Um, Union Omaha will help pay for it through rent, um, and but but this is a community stadium. So this is a stadium where, if where I envision it downtown, um, ten days out of the year the College World Series is in town. Mm -hmm. So there's a captive audience there for for College World Series fans whose teams aren't playing or whose teams have been el eliminated. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure the stadium the best use during those ten days is Union Omaha. So. This is a community asset, and, and that's the way I think of it. You know, I think the, the Latino community in Omaha is, is very underserved um, from a music standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, we have Maha, we have Atlandia, but who's serving the Latino population as far as a music festival and something that can be inside a stadium that doesn't exist? We can do it. So there's other things besides soccer that make that justify this not just the union omaha standpoint we haven't even gotten to women's soccer yet but this is a <clears throat> this is a community building that is able to be created because union omaha can pay rent and be a tenant mm -hmm. and that that's something that i think took probably more people by uh by surprise than than anything um at least the the diehard fans it was when the first article um, from the was it the Examiner? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> came out. There was Union Omaha and a women's team and an academy, which is something we've never pursued before. We've never talked about an academy. We've the women's team option has been kind of uh, discussed, but very much not not a tangible thought. Yeah, we haven't discussed it because. We don't have any open dates at Warner Park. If, yeah. if, if we if we had open dates, 
we would have had the the W League last year. I'd love to do the W yeah. League in July and August or June and July, whenever it was. Well, and being able to continue those rivalries you're building yeah. in the men's game uh, to the women's game, you know, a lot of these USL1 teams have a, a women's side now and with the W League looking to add to that Super League, you know, mm -hmm. which is second tier of professional soccer for women in the country that has been the most successful at women's soccer in the world. Uh, the men's, men's game is always going to be fun. So but, why, do you, why do you say the Super League is the second tier? So uh, the Super, because W League is established as a... W League is the amateur. Yeah, yes. that's the semi-pro. So yeah. the Super League is not coming in as a direct competitor to the NWSL. It's coming in as a professional league as the second tier. So basically the USL championship to the MLS. Mm -hmm. uh, so having that new professional um, environment there, mm -hmm. which is something you don't get a lot in women's sports across the world. Uh, you know, men's leagues in Germany, you've got professional down to like, what is it, fourth, fifth tier. Yeah. England, it's, you know, we're, you're seeing more and more with uh, the Wrexham show out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fifth tier is still professional. Uh, U.S. third tier soccer is professional. Mm -hmm. Women, first tier, or amateur, right? There's and nothing in between. Right? Yeah. So and we're look we're the we're the best the women's we're the best women's players in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're seeing huge investment in uh, the women's side, uh, even relatively locally with Kansas City, where I mean Kansas City has stadiums, Kansas City. Uh, they're the only one. They're the only yeah, one. That, yeah. They're the only one building a entirely women's stadium downtown, access to public transportation because they know young people will turn up for it. Mm -hmm. I spoke to them uh, a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting what they're doing. It, it's great. Yeah. And I mean, in a lot of ways, it seems like what we're looking to do with the stadium. Uh, granted, it's not women specific, but soccer downtown connected to transit in an area that has ultimately been left up left by the wayside when development's been going yeah, um, yeah. granted a specific site has not been listed anywhere because uh, deals have not been signed as far exactly. as I understand yeah but based on the vague description of north downtown or midtown there are lots of opportunities there where they're Parking lots with nothing to serve them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, turning those parking lots into a stadium that is drawing in young people, drawing in families, connected to public transit, so you're not having to. I mean, as gas prices, you know, one week they're four bucks, next week they're two fifty. Getting out to Werner Park for somebody coming from. No, North Omaha, South Omaha, it's not... No, it's not sustainable. Yeah. It's not sustainable. And so, yeah, no, we've, we've done all the studies, and, you know, Midtown, Downtown is where we, we need to be, and we know that. And, um, you know, this is where we're going to be a game changer once, once this happens. Yeah. So, um, you know, I know the, uh, the rail car has been a, as we say in New York, <laughs> a, third, a third rail issue you don't want to touch, but... Um, it's, yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> but, you know, people, um, look, do you build it? Do you build it and then the development comes? Or do you wait for the development come and then build it? And 
you know, it seems that, um, you know, Buffett has come out after, after the fact and kind of spoken out against it, which was surprising it wasn't before. Um, I know Mutual is building their tower downtown. Um, I'm not sure he can yeah. comment on it as he's actually a Mutual employee. Oh, you are? Are you going to the office? Do you actually go into the office? My team does not. Uh, each team basically does have their own option of whether or not to work. So when you have a shiny new office building, will you be going into the office? Uh, as of choice? now, as of now, no. But to, I mean, obviously, to be determined, given that it's in twenty twenty five, I'm assuming. Right. I'm assuming that. You, do you think they'll give you the choice? Yes, as of now, they, as of now, they are they're steadfastly saying that we will still have choices. It's a, technically it's a big it's, risk. It's yeah. technically a smaller building. It's a smaller building, yeah. yeah. It's more of a statement building, but that's one of those things, that, you know. It's getting, a statement building. Have a, we want a statement stadium. Yep. And the nice thing about, as far as I understand, again, there hasn't been a listing of where this is, but based on the areas listed, it's not going to knock down something that's controversial. Uh, it's not going to take away from the area where it's being built. It's going to add value. This is a value add to Omaha, not a value redirect. We're, we're, we're taking down the zoo. We're building a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, considering Werner Park is the replacement for Rosenblatt and Rosenblatt. Like, it's, this it's seems like a... This, <laughs> it's, going, it's going to be a 10,000-seat owl sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not taking down anything. But uh, it, it, the, it's always been kind of um, at least heavily implied that a stadium was part of it. And what has been talked about with this is moving uh, 10,000 seats, which puts us well above what is average attendance for USL1, um, mm -hmm. puts us closer to the higher attended games and teams in championship. Would it be, would it be considered the third largest soccer-specific stadium in the championship? Well, I don't know. I, I want mean, to say Louisville is bigger. Yeah. I want to say Sacramento's bigger. Uh, Never been there. I, and I, we're still, by the way, we're still debating it. We're not yeah. locked mm -hmm. in on 10,000. You know, we talk about it all the time. Do we create some, you know, smaller and create some scarcity? Mm -hmm. Or do we have some extra capacity for, you know, just that we see, it depends on where we see demand. But more, more to the point um, I was trying to get to is, it has been stated now that if a stadium is built, Union Omaha will not be playing in League One. That is correct. That they would be moving up to the championship. 100%. And as much as you, you know we like to complain about how far we have to drive for games or fly for games to, to go visit, you've got Des Moines, who, similar situation, trying to keep young talent, trying to attract young talent. Building a downtown stadium. Trying to build a downtown stadium. They, as that, far as, that is moving backwards right now. Yeah. They, they did demolition for the super fun site, but mm -hmm. trying to build that downtown stadium, getting city buy-in on it, uh, moving, tr doing similar steps to try and the attack. Trying to build a downtown stadium with, with an owner who just... Um, use city dollars to build a office building, from what I understand, and promised a certain amount of jobs that may or may not have happened, is what I heard. And this is me hearing something secondhand, not yep. knowing the facts. And, you know, we've tried to we've tried to have an ownership 
and a company that's been completely transparent and authentic with both our fans and city government. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're not focused on Italy, we're focused here. And, um, and so it's a little bit different of a situation. And like I said before, the, the spirit of giving and, and the, the, the charitable works that happen here in Omaha are much different than Des Moines. So um, it's just a different scenario. Do you think so, that's why you've gotten what sounds like a favorable response from the legislature as of now? Which, which, uh, for the which fact reason? That, the fact that you're, you've been very transparent about basically everything since the start of the book. I try to, um, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think we've, I think over the past, you know, 10 or 11 years, I think, um, you know, I'm not somebody who comes in once a year, sits in the box and then leaves and watches a storm chaser game or a soccer game. Um, you know, I've come here and really tried to meet everybody I can. I, um, I find myself connecting people who live in Omaha and they've never met. And I'm like, what you took, you, it took a New Yorker to come <laughs> here and introduce you. But, um, I probably have more friends here that I see than in Omaha than I do in New York. Not, I, not my, think I know I do <laughs> and um, I've made this you know I've made this uh, a home so I don't think we would be having the success um, that we're having right now moving forward and you know success is getting it done and we're not close yet at all um, but I think that it's been kind of you know you spend the time and you just got to spend the time it's, it's there's no shortcuts you just got to work and spend the time so one of the questions that came on Twitter, um, I want to say it was Chris Headley, but uh, with the funding, obviously, um, is it uh, LB621 is the primary vessel to, to fund this, which would be a grant of up to $50 million based on what is invested into it on, uh, on your side. Mm -hmm. The, the question came up was, without state or local funding, would the ownership group, including yourself, be able to fund a stadium and be able to make a stadium and keep teams viable with a women's league and academy uh, without that funding? Available? No. Okay. No. No. Unless... Unless the uh, the charitable side of Omaha is willing to, you know, put a, buy a hundred percent of it, you know. Yeah. But look, we're gonna we're gonna pay for it through through rent. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're you know, it's not like we're not gonna put any money into it. Yep. Um, we've already capitalized the team pretty heavily, so you know, we've we've shown that we're we're ready to invest. Yeah. And you know, we're not we're not looking for anything for free, but um, you know, there's some owners out there that. You know, can that can pay for things and and do it a hundred percent on their own and 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 whether and sometimes they do, but we're not we're not an ownership group that can that can do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna move off stadium because well, there's so much more to talk about. Well, I mean, there is, but there's some great articles out there, and people's time would be better spent writing their legislative uh, representatives. Yes, please. Whenever you see any news about it, um, especially good news, tweet, retweet, put your comments out there because we need the we need the supporter um, support when things come out about this. We need all the support um, we can to show, you know, show the legislators and show people that you know we are looking out for the young people here and 
we want to do something that keeps young people, Gen Zs and Millennials in Omaha, creates diversity and that, that we don't have here. So that's my commercial. It may not be the right. last commercial of the podcast, <laughs> but that's right. my commercial. Right. I mean, we're, we're here for, to follow Shameless the team. promotion. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I just saying as someone not from the Metro, uh, JR is also not from the Metro. We both came together over love of soccer, uh, which manifested through Union Omaha. And, you know, we're here and continuing to, you know, want to stay in Omaha and not, I'd say, in a small part due to uh, Union Omaha and the, the culture built around it. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but, you know, it's, it's the time... It's the time spent and the, um, you know, so when somebody puts a comment on a, news, on yeah. a newspaper ad or on Twitter, it's like, you know, who's this guy coming in and taking our, our surplus dollars or our tax dollars? And, like, I've invested a lot of money in this and mm -hmm. time in this community. So yeah. when you say, why don't I read the comments? Because somebody oh, who's right, losing right. that is, is they're, they're just not educated. They just don't know. Yeah. So... Um, not going to call them any nasty names. They just don't know. Yeah. The, the unfortunate part for me is I, I don't have a representative uh, dog in this fight um, living on the other side of the river in Iowa. Mm -hmm. So that, that makes it happy to support it, but it's not my tax dollars. <laughs> uh, I If it were my tax dollars, I'd now be writing in as much as I could. Um, <laughs> continue to spend at our casinos. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but really, with with everything going there, Union Omaha has evolved this year. Mm -hmm. um, it feels kind of like a renewed purpose with everything. And, you know, over the past 2019 is when the club was announced, uh, the franchise was announced, well, not franchise, but uh, expansion was announced. Uh, May of 2019, uh, brand reveal October uh, then we've had three very good seasons under the stewardship of Jay Mims this year Jay has stepped back uh, is no longer with the club and we've brought in Dominic uh, Casciata who we've interviewed on this pod uh, seems like a fantastic guy but you've got to sign off on any higher of that level. Mm -hmm. What yeah. what what made him the guy? Well, first of all, <coughs> you know I trust. Uh, you know we trusted in Peter to really meet with all the potential candidates. And I said to him at the beginning of the process, and it was a short process because we didn't have a lot of time between um, Jay resigning and then when we needed to start. I said. Take a few weeks. I want you to interview as many as many potential coaches as possible. Give me your best three. Mm -hmm. And he gave us his, his best three. They were all great candidates. And um, and you know Larry, myself, and and Marty were on the Zoom calls together. And we all decided unanimously that that Dominic was the right choice. We loved his energy. We loved that he was from El Paso. And that we know the folks in El Paso, and, and we get great references. We love that he was used to um, sharing a team with, with uh, sharing a soccer team with a baseball team, and that you know that means something. Yeah. But 
you know, from the from the soccer side and and the you know the winning side, um, he just had a great attitude. He had a great attitude, and um, and I and I said, you know, this is the way the conversation went, and we talked about salary levels, and I was like, look, if we right now, you know, are, we have a you know we're spending, I think we're in the middle of the pack on salaries as mm -hmm. far as uh, USL League One. Once we're on the road to the stadium and that kind of plan is locked in mm -hmm. and we're raising money along that route, mm -hmm. now I told Peter this, is like we're gonna we're gonna be a little looser. Yep. You know, we're gonna be a little looser. Right now we don't have that yet. Yep. So this is kind of that bridge year. But boy, it'll be exciting. We have a stadium and we have a model, financial model and you know, we're putting together the numbers. I think it'll be really exciting and, and Dominic was willing to work with that. You know, and there was some, and, and he, you know, it's his first head coaching job here, and he was super excited to to do this. And, and you know, we said, look, it's a baseball stadium. You know, is that going to be a problem? Um, it's a grass field, but there's no grass fields to practice on. Is that going to be a problem? And, you know, er, we want to go through every pain point that we've realized over the past four years that's been an issue because I didn't want someone coming in here and then being surprised. Yep. And um, he's like, I get it, I understand, I'm ready for it. And he's, you know, he's, he's been great. I, I, I've only met him through Zoom up until a couple days ago. And I met him for the first time this week. Well, he seems to be quickly trying to integrate himself into the community, yep. seems to be fully bought into the, the club's ideals, one means all, uh, people place purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there is Twitter question, uh, I think Hunter asked this one, but I, I think we can tie in here. He's new here, mm -hmm. doesn't know his restaurants yet. <laughs> what would be your five recommendations for Dom to try here? Well, I told, I told him if he starts winning games, he'll never pay for a meal again. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he's bringing in some talent that seems like he, he's, he means it. Yeah, yes. Oh, what I tell I well, my favorite restaurant, shameless plug for our sponsor, is downstairs in the committee chop house. It's expensive though. Yeah. It's expensive. It's right. I mean, I've never had a bad meal there. Uh it's now we're we're recording this one at the Cottonwood in Blackstone, which is team sponsor, so Yeah. Uh, and if you're hungry for a steak, you come down you come to the Cottonwood, you come to the uh, committee chop house. <laughs> <laughs> but but um yeah and I um I, and that's my favorite, um I love the sushi place downtown um what's it called Saki bombs or no uh, blue blue that's blue. it blue um, mahogany of course great mm -hmm. place eight oh one um not as good as the steak <laughs> here but they have the fried lobster All right. place to get that in town yeah and um my the best barbecue I've ever had is Porky Butts all right and, uh, no. I don't want to knock um, um, the barbecue we have at the stadium, but I, I mean, I Porky Butts is good. For, that wins awards nationally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Papio, I, pa I love, I love Papio. Papio. I love Papio too. Papio's a you know great story. Good barbecue inside the stadium. I love Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Wayne, Wayne's a Wayne's a great great guy, fun character. Yeah, uh, you know he's there every game. I swear he's watching the game as but, much wait, as he's wait, a, but, but Dominic can't eat the barbecue during the game, so they're out. That, that, <laughs> I'm sure he could find a way. <laughs> okay. Like, 
he seems seems passionate enough. Maybe he gets red carded. Has to go uh, go up in the stands, gets a barbecue. Camera's also on his back. So. Yep. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't there. Um, I think there was. Was it a player or a coach in Madison that was chugging the beers at the end of the game? Uh, that was the coach. That was the coach. Unless that was well, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, they had a defender named Hunter Tobin that would. Yes, oh, yeah, that's right. The sideline. Is he still with them? Did he have any success? Uh, I he, believe he's either playing USL two or he has um, gone he, to retirement. He moved. Um, so maybe he drank too much. You know. Well, he, he was also thirty four. He drank too much. Yeah, he was. He was a veteran. <laughs> yeah. Because he he moved up to Vermont Green um, and was a player coach up there. Okay. Uh, which that that seems like a fun club. I just remember like seeing this yep. guy and I was like, oh, I wish he played for us because that's so much fun. <laughs> I don't know if he was any good or not, but it looked like fun. I mean, this means it's more fun. I mean, Maradona did a bump of coaching <laughs> <laughs> coaching one time. <laughs> who gives a who does not condone cocaine use? <laughs> well, I would, I'll be content to, on the away games, like whoever's watching, you know, the away games I like to buy... <laughs> beer for who's ever traveled, and um, I will continue to do that. Well, Just in case anyone was wondering. Are, are you going to make it to more um, Northern Colorado games now? <laughs> I um, I looked at the schedule, and I am not sure. Oh, because I moved to Aspen, yeah. What other Northern Colorado games? August for sure. All right, I will not. Because I was trying, I was trying to plan away trips, and August is, gonna, is not going to work. I don't know my schedule for away games yet. Yeah, I've... I'm planning the annual trip to Greenville. That's the only one I've locked in. I'd like to get down to Lexington. Uh, they they've got a fun culture. Are you gonna hang there. out with uh, with Devin while you're there? Uh, in Greenville, you know, it's gonna you know what he, he has he went yeah. went didn't burn bridges. It, it hurts a he little was, bit. He it's gonna I I love that kid when he played for us. Yep. I really did. It's gonna hurt. And I told Peter. And I told Peter, if he scores against us, it's going to fucking suck, okay? Yep. And if he scores two against us, I'm going to look at him and I'm, you know. I'm gonna... Well, so long as he doesn't do a knee slide celebration. <laughs> He's totally going to do a knee slide celebration. I mean, well, that, that was Jay Curl last that's, year. That's, okay, I, I'm the only one that defends him on that when he did it towards his own bench. I did think... it towards his own bench, I'll give him that. But come on, and now he's playing up Devin in Madison. Did, he was he did such a great job for us a couple of years oh, ago, yeah. and uh, it was so exciting. And he had that ESPN goal, um, yep. you know, from outside the box. So uh, I'm happy to see. I know he went to Memphis and didn't get a lot of playing time there. I, I think he had an injury. Oh, he had an injury as well. somewhere there. And I just I want him to, I want him to do well, just not against us. Yeah. Well, no, he, don't he and Leonard play the same position, and he just took he just took all the minutes up. Yeah. I think so. I, I think there was. Because I saw him on crutches at one point, um, and but regardless, continuing the the career, Greenville is a fun team. Um, he scores against us; he's dead to us. Uh, <laughs> I assume if you're going to Greenville, it'd be the June game. Yeah. But, oh, okay. Don't yeah. don't go the August game. No, I no, I've been August. there late July. I do not. Well, no, you, not. you have plans. Oh, that's my wedding day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. When's the wedding? August 26th. August 26th, okay. All right. Where, where are you getting married at? The uh, the Cottonwood? <laughs> <laughs> the original plan was halftime of the Union Omaha game. Okay. <laughs> Great cheap way to get guests. <laughs> <laughs> and don't have to worry about that. Can I grease the skids on that? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in too deep now. <laughs> All right. Oh. 
But well, if you're looking to get married, the Cottonwoods is a great place. <laughs> uh, the pod is not sponsored, but the team is. <laughs> uh, it with, with you know Dom coming in, uh, we've made some great signings, some great championship signings. Uh, Loney from Blue City, bringing back some great returners. With with that setting us up for what seems to be another year where we're contenders. Um, we've, we've got a couple new expansion sides that seem to be taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, last year we had Fuego and Northern Colorado, which it seemed a little rushed. It was kind of tough. Um, as far as I know, Northern Colorado is still jumping between places, um, still don't have tickets two seasons in. But with Lexington and Knoxville, those are two competitors coming in. Which of those two, which one are you more excited for? Or I, I'm not going to say scared because we shouldn't be scared of anybody, but no, put, puts you a little bit more uneasy as, a, as an owner who's also a fan. I'm not, un, you know why I'm not uneasy? When, when we won that first championship and we made that open cup run, like, I feel like we've accomplished a lot. Like everything for this year's house money, and 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 well, we can't um, rest on the laurels. No, we can't rest on the laurels. We can't rest on the laurels. But you know, I can't be nervous about teams that are just starting out. Mm -hmm. I also look at a team. You know, how sustainable is mm -hmm. it? What's their, mm -hmm. you know, what's is their attendance? So you talk about uh, Fuego. Mm -hmm. um, they haven't been able to draw many fans, right? No. So again, it's it's all part of the energy. It's all part of. It's all part of the formula, mm. and and to me, and and maybe this is not naive on my part, but if you can't draw, then you can't build excitement, and if no. you can't build excitement, you can't win. And so Colorado as well, um, you know, uh, I just I just feel and I don't know how Knoxville is is drawing, um, you know, I don't know how Lexington is drawing. Um, so, so really, that's you know that's yeah. kind of the way you know we 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 led the league and you know and, and we tied with Madison and you know Madison's got a great environment. I'm surprised that they haven't won more games because they've got the complete environment there and they run such a great operation. And I think when they put it all together, I, I think they're gonna they'll be great. I, I think with Madison, the what they have on the field is only lacking in their player facilities. Um, as just looking at it from a strictly, you know, mm -hmm. but what I could their see them. Is. I could see them getting a major improvement. Well, it, I believe last year, end of the season, they announced that they were putting in significant yeah. uh, dollars to improve. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was public, but yes, yeah. that's true. And and they're the the guys who run the team are like top yeah. top shelf. Like they know what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, when, when we were starting a team, I went up to Madison and just sat in their offices for a day and asked a lot of questions, and they were great. We talked about first couple years of a new franchise and building momentum. Were you surprised at how important building momentum was for a young team, or did you just think that how it starts is what it's going to be? No, no, not surprised at all. I always said from day one, um, you know, we're not we're not building a team. We're creating a movement, and um, and I still feel that way. Um, so, um, look, we're not gonna we're not gonna win the championship every year. Mm -hmm. But as long as the movement continues to build, 
and grow and 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 get larger and larger. And to me, and this is the way I think of it, to me, it, it's it's more important that we add new fans mm -hmm. to each game and that everybody who comes and enjoys it brings five to ten people um, than anything else. Mm -hmm. So um, if we win the game or we lose the game, I want to win every game. Yep. And I would love to win every game. But to me, the victory is having the casual soccer fan show up and saying, wow, you know what, I don't know a lot about soccer, but I can really feed off the energy here, and, mm -hmm. and I want to be here with my friends. Yeah. And, and that's what we need right now. We need to build the movement to get to the stadium, and we all know that every soccer team that's played in a baseball stadium that ended up in a soccer <laughs> stadium increased their attendance by 3 or 4x. Yep. So we, for a baseball stadium, are right where we need to be. If you give me 3x... As we move into the soccer stadium, the the movement's successful, yeah. and you know we're just we're COVID slowed us down a little bit, but you know we made the front page of the paper this week, and when we won the championship, we made the front page of the sports section. Yeah. So we're something's happened. Yeah. No, and I mean especially looking at Omaha, it it really needs to retain that talent to be able to stay on the track where it's at. It fell just shy of a million people in the metro this last yeah. census where it was, prior to COVID, was trending up. I was yeah. trending to, to hit that. And no, no, but, but look, I, I speak to, I, I speak to young people, and again, I sound so old when I say young people, but um, you've got a two-year-old, yeah. like, you, you know, and, and an infant, like, you can't be that old. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. But um, I'm 57, um, and I feel like most guys, you know, my age are probably, yeah. you know, being grandfathers. But yeah. I feel like this will keep me younger and around longer. So, yeah. um, but um, you know, we it this uh, this started out as a sports investment. This has become a crusade for me, and it's become something like I've made a difference in New York. Mm -hmm. I employed 5,000 people at one time. And I made a difference in their lives, creating jobs. Um, but I, I never made a difference to New York, in New York, in a significant way towards a stadium or toward. Mm -hmm. It's more been more the people in my business, and my business is yeah. added value. I have, and I, I never expected this, but out of the blue, Omaha, Nebraska, when somebody my somebody said, "Hey, you want to meet with Warren Buffett?" You know, sure, I, I absolutely want to. Um, uh, I have the ability to make a major difference um, in a city where I love the people here. Mm -hmm. I, I, just the Midwestern values and something that has become very important to me to make a difference in. And I can't say I got here and I was like, oh, Omaha, I want to make a difference. I came to Omaha to buy a baseball team because that was my, my dream was to own a baseball team. But it's become very, very different over the past 10 years. And this is not just a sports investment anymore. This is something something very personal. Yeah, Omaha does that. It, it's just kind of this weird thing that gets under your skin. And, and it's like, okay, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Omaha's in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> but well, um, to, to that point... Sorry, like, I went, off, no, I went no, no. off on a tangent. Sorry. No, but it, there, there was one question that I wasn't sure actually get to because it was didn't really fit with anything else. But when you were getting to the point of investing in a soccer team, you'd had the Storm Chasers at that point for eight, nine years. 
you were also looking at G League. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, what was then not the G League, was D League or... Uh, it's still the yeah, G League. It was the D League back. It was the D League back. Yeah. 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 Um, but the question came out, like, it, are you looking at any, at the um, the G League or professional volleyball as investments in, in Omaha um, for creating more, more sports opportunities here? Because as you've found, it seems, with soccer, you know... <laughs> There, there's an appetite for all the sports here. Right, uh, right. No, so I think I've got on the record on this that um, we had a deal with the NBA to buy a D-League team for $6.2 million. Um, they said reach out to as many NBA teams as possible. I had a meeting in New York City with um, one of the player development guys. It was the assistant GM, actually, of the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. We had a very nice meeting. I said I want to move your, your D-League team to Omaha. He said, you'll hear back from me. We never spoke again. Um, a few months later, Adam Silver um, said that he decided that only NBA teams can own the D-League teams. Okay. So even if I wanted to, I couldn't. Okay. At the time, we looked at Ralston. Um, Baxter was still in construction. We looked mm. at Baxter, so we got to wear the, the hard hats and walked around. And um, um, yeah, so that was that's what happened. With so I can't. I'd love to. Yeah. And as far as volleyball, coincidentally, somebody brought up professional volleyball to me about two hours ago when I was sitting <laughs> at Warner Park, and I knew nothing about it. Mm -hmm. um, I know that Nebraska volleyball is is huge, but I also know collegiate sports are some are di it, it's it's different. To, it's easier to attain success there. We've seen it with the College World Series. Yeah, it's not a one-to-one. -one. No. There's I mean, also generations of fandom involved, yeah. collegiate mm -hmm. athletics. No, but the College World Series, and, and you know, this is sacrilegious, but, you know, the, the level of baseball when you watch AAA baseball all the time is just <laughs> not good. Yeah. It's just bad baseball. But, but, it's, it's college, mm -hmm. and... People are passionate, and I was there, and I forgot which team came in. I was in the lobby of the Hilton, and the players walked in, and they, they had lost, and they were in tears, and the, they, they were getting a standing ovation, and you don't get that in minor league baseball, right? Yeah. And that's what's great. Even though the level of baseball is not great, um, the passion is there, and the fandom is there. So yeah. I, I get it. And... Um, you know the Nighthawks were wildly successful, um, and then and they they um, and I know the um, the Omaha Beef when when Jay Nottle owned them, mm -hmm. um, and I, I spoke with him about this. He brought in former Nebraska stars, football yeah. stars, which is brilliant. Yeah. Right. So I don't know the popular. I know that the popularity of volleyball is great here. Do they bring former? University of Nebraska Husker volleyball players to the professional team, and maybe that works. I don't know enough about it. So what I'm hearing is it's something that you haven't dug into, but you haven't shot it down yet. I mean, nobody's asking. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> Gary, Gary Green is bringing <laughs> I know nothing about it. All I know is yep. that, all I know is that um, it seems like my gut instinct is that it's a, it's a Walston Arena, Baxter Arena, 
but not full event. Yeah. Not a CHI event. Um, but I don't know anything about yep. volleyball, and you know, no, that's I, that's that's what it feels like to me. But it's a different it's a different model when you have to, you have to pay the players, you have to feed the players, you have to house the players, yep. and you don't have college attendance. The number it's hard to balance out the numbers sometimes. Yeah. Moving it back to to soccer, that, mm -hmm. that seemed like a good opportunity to get in. Oh, questions. I mean, we're, we'll take questions for I'll, anything. Let's let's you know. uh, let's buy a roller derby team. How's that? That would be cool. I mean, <laughs> I I'd kind of like a battle bots team. <laughs> like I, I I forget where I was watching that the other day, but that that's fun. You know, you're not going to get the drive. Right? You know, you know, it's one oh, thing I don't. Want, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to own as a pickleball team. Yeah, pickleball seems uh, it, it's growing in popularity, but I don't ever see that going anything more. I don't direct. know. I watched it the other day, and like, I'd rather watch tennis. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but pulling it back to soccer and what the steps that have happened this year, uh, the contract with Nike expired. Uh, we did mm -hmm. not re up with Nike, and we, as club, announced we're going with Hummel. Uh, what? What about that relationship excites you the most? Like, what what made Hummel the the choice for Union Omaha? Uh, to me, I mean, Peter may have different reasons. Mm -hmm. To me, there's, I was it always frustrated me to no end that uh, we couldn't get the enough two X's, three X's, mm -hmm. four X's, and every fan, no matter how small or how large they are, deserves to have a soccer jersey. Yep. And the fact that Nike couldn't do that really pissed me off for three years. Um, so that that was something that really bothered me a lot. Um, and Hummel gave us a better economic deal. Um, we have less lead time. We have smaller order minimums. And we can take care of our, our fans and our inventory and our economics mm. in a better way. Hummel is, if, if, if you get extra large, it's a true extra large. Mm. If you get Nike, I wear an extra large, I had to get a double XL, which is ridiculous. Nike was tight. Mm. Nike's great quality. I don't know how the players feel about it. Maybe they like Nike more. But um, Nike, as a, as a USL League One team, <laughs> with just, weren't, you know, they have other teams that are more important to them. Yeah. It, it just wasn't a good fit. For me, it wasn't a good fit from... Um, I wouldn't say from day one, but it was, it's just the wrong fit. Yeah. yeah. Well, literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like the reaction, the fan reaction to Hummel has been overwhelmingly in favor of the partnership. Uh, they've been making huge strides. Madison has had them for yeah. years, done some great kits. The first kit that was released, um, I believe it's the primary kit, uh, was for the most part, designed in-house, which is something you wouldn't get with Nike. No, no, uh, exactly, but but I love, see, I love what Madison has done yeah. with their merchandise. I'm jealous of what Madison has done with their merchandise, to, and I want to be more like, I want to be more like Madison when it comes to our merchandise. They don't just ever give so us well. a drip kit. Just don't do it. <laughs> uh, no, it, it does, the, the options that Hummel has, um, and what what can better in definitely seemed to be you I, I wasn't expecting to see so many people wearing the Hummel gear as quickly as I have. Yeah. And it really has 
has kind of taken uh, the fandom by by force. And I yeah, think, Nike's just it, it's it's great quality. I love yeah. wearing it, and, I, and I'll still wear my Nike stuff. Yeah, but um, it's just the uh, it's just that Hummel's just easier to deal with for a team of our size, yeah. and and I, I can't tell you like I don't want to belabor the point, but. The fact that some of our fans couldn't get jerseys that were sized properly for them really frustrated me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we're getting close to the point where I'm going to have some difficulty editing this before I fall asleep tonight. <laughs> uh, you have to but, edit it tonight? Oh, we'll get it out in the morning. Okay. <laughs> but um, anything that you, you want to kind of bring up to the fan base that you want to convey that we haven't covered here? Um, no, I just, to our, our fan base, um, more important than anything, um, create, help create the atmosphere that we need to be created. There's going to be more goals scored this year. I bought you guys a shit ton <laughs> of smoke. <laughs> I mean, what I know I'm not supposed to, like, buy for the supporters group. I know it's supposed to be organic, but I'm sorry. I just did it, and I oh, the, the want you to light up the smoke. At, like, not just one per goal. It's got to be, like, five or six per goal. Yeah. I know, and you know, I, I know, kidding aside, when I went to LAFC and all these other teams, the vibe from the smoke is awesome. Mm -hmm. The vibe is what's going to keep people coming. Yeah. And if you're thinking of bringing two people, bring five people. If you're bringing five people, bring ten people. But we need to continue to pack the stadium as much as possible, and we need to create the vibe. And, um, you know, we're going to win some games, we're going to lose some games, we're going to have fun. I mean, that, that's... It sounds like everything that's going on with the supporters and everything that's kind of building for this year... Last year, just... It, it it was a no. We just come off the high of winning a championship, and you know, the high of the Open Cup. The high of the Open Cup, and, and, and last was a, year was just a real marathon. Yeah, it was, once it was, we got to the quarterfinal and our schedule got compact, it totally just felt like it I just mean, a lot like, of kids who had never played in a season that long. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Everything that happened in the end kind of makes sense now, even though it hurt at the time, um, and you know. When we, if we make an open cup run again, you know, do we, we get excited about that, right? We yeah. want to win as many games as possible, and we'll worry about the end of the season, you know, yeah. when it happens. Well, it, it seems like we've been making some great signings, uh, some good depth signings as well, building a, a solid roster. We've got the veterans coming back that have been with some of them with Union Omaha since the beginning, um, and then others that are seasoned pros that are used to this, guys who have. I, you know, great uh, high ceiling to to be able to grow this club and the success yeah. on on the pitch and off the pitch. Uh, getting the the players out into the community more it, is and something. I, yeah, and I and I love that Connor's back and um, yeah. you know he you know worked perfectly to me a couple of years ago. He's like, you haven't been around long enough to realize this, but you guys have created the perfect blend of front office, technical staff, fan base, and ownership kind of all pulling together and like you don't he basically said you just started doing this you may not know any better but this is unique and this is special and this is unique and special whether we win a championship or not it's just got to be unique and special because we're all in it together 
And I guess that would be the message to the fans. Right. That, that's a good one there. But <laughs> that's a good one to I, close on. Mic drop. Mic drop. Yeah. Well, no, we, I got one last question. Who gives a who? We, we do. do. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.